Grace, peace, and mercy to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is the first Wednesday in Lent, and for the next five weeks, we will be looking at the Passion narratives in Luke. This week is centered on the upper room and the events surrounding it as recorded in Luke 22, 1 through 38. It's a big text. Our text is the gospel reading just read, especially these words. And when the hour came, he reclined at table with the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. At the opening of the 22nd chapter, the time in which the events takes place is marked in the first verse. The feast of unleavened bread was near, the Passover, and the events at the time are given. As the Passover approached, the chief priests and the scribes were seeking how to put Jesus to death. They plotted and needed a sneaky way to do it because they feared the people. They could not simply grab him off the street or out of the temple. They were afraid of the people and of a revolt. And then Satan enters into Judas, and it is recorded that he is one of the twelve And he went and spoke with the chief priests and the officers on how he could betray Jesus with them. And they were glad, and they gave him money. And and Judas agreed and sought an opportunity to betray Jesus in the absence of a crowd. The chief priests, the scribes, and Judas all had desires. The chief priests wanted Jesus out of the way. He was a troublemaker. He spoke against them, and it stirred up the people against them. They desired to do away with him, to kill him. Judas had a desire for money. He was the one that complained when Mary had anointed Jesus' feet with a precious perfumed ointment and wiped his feet with her hair. Judas asked why it could not have been sold and the money given to help the poor. A pious and noble-sounding question, but in reality, He wanted the money for himself. He desired it. Not for the poor, but because he kept the money bag. He was the treasurer for the apostles. And being a thief, he helped himself to what was in it. He had desires. John records in his gospel that Mary anointed Jesus' feet just six days before the Passover. Knowingly or unknowingly, she anointed his body before his death. She and the other ladies would not get the chance to do so the morning after the Sabbath day. They thought they would mistakenly desire to do so. Then the day of unleavened bread comes, the day the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed, and Jesus sends Peter and John to prepare it for them. But rather than simply tell them the address when they asked where, He tells them they will find a man carrying water when they enter the city, and they are to follow him to the house he enters and tell the master of the house, the teacher says to you, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And they are shown a large upper room. All of this takes place just as Jesus tells them it will. And Jesus once more shows himself to be God and aware and in control of all things. And they prepared the Passover. The other 
apostles likely followed Jesus to the location. None of them, including Jewish, Jewish, Judas, knew where it was to be. Jesus was in control as the hour drew near. And, his, and Judas's opportunity would not yet come. In the reading from verse 1 to 14, these events of the week have already unfolded, followed by those of the day of Passover, and now the hour came. Jesus' words in our text are, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Jesus earnestly desires what has come, his suffering. Earnestly means to fervently or with intent purposefully, determined, industrious, ambitious, to be resolute, serious, sincere, imply having qualities of depth and firmness. Earnest implies having a purpose and being steadily and soberly eager in pursuing something. For Jesus, it was this Passover. It was not to be like the one last year or the year before, that he had shared with his apostles. It was not like those the disciples had celebrated as they grew up, or that the generations before them experienced. This Passover was the last Passover. The apostles likely expected a Passover meal like the others. The story of the Passover that took place before the exodus from Egypt would be retold. The account of the angel of death that had come to kill the firstborn of both man and beast in all of Egypt would be retold, and how God promised that that the blood of the lamb sacrificed for each household would keep God's people safe from death, and it did. But Jesus earnestly, deeply, and resolutely desiring this meal reinterprets the meal and gives his last will and testament to his disciples before his death. His betrayer is there with him at the table, and he tells them so. And the apostles question one another as to who it might be. Who would desire to do such a thing? Then they move from wondering who of them is the least to a dispute over which of them would be regarded as the greatest. As they display their desire to be better than one another, Jesus tells them that he is among them as one who serves, and they will do the same. They are told that their greatness will come through service, and the cross he has spoken of before that they still do not understand. Peter then, Peter when told he will be tempted by Satan, will fall and then be restored, shows his great desire to follow Jesus And in Peter-esque boldness tells Jesus, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. But later that night, he would weep bitterly after denying even knowing Christ, much less being his apostle that had walked with him for three years. Those were their desires. What are the objects of our desires? What is it we earnestly desire? That which we strive for industriously, What do we resolutely, seriously, soberly, and with fervent intent desire want? Is it the money bag? Is it being the greatest? Is it, I don't know, you've got it. 
Possibly there are even times we wish to not be bothered by Jesus. After all, many will not like you or I if we talk about him, especially if we try and tell them that he is their king too. But Jesus' desire was to have this Passover meal. The meal in the upper room almost sounds chaotic, like some family meals can be. There's bickering, backstabbing, bragging, but it all finds its end in Christ and this supper. Among all their desires, Christ brings his desire, that they receive his body and blood, that they know and see him as the final lamb that will take away the sins of the world. The blood of the Passover lamb went over the doorposts of God's people to save them, and Jesus' blood is given for you in the holy supper he instituted. Not just in one supper, that night with the disciples, but every time we gather and receive his testimony with the words he has given us. His earnest desire was to have this Passover meal, suffer, die, and be raised. Even as the apostles' desires are for the things of this world, he desires to give the gifts of his body and blood to make them part of himself and he part of them. It is interesting that if you recall looking at the famous picture by Leonardo da Vinci of the Last Supper, many of the disciples' faces are not looking directly at Jesus. It is as if their earnest desire is someplace else. They are with a very, they are with the very Son of God as He announces how He will be, will be with them in the sacrament He is instituting. They're receiving His body and His blood in and with and under the bread and wine, and their minds are somehow somewhere else. Where are our minds, our earnest desires? Are they on Christ and His suffering or somewhere else? Jesus' mind is never somewhere else. His earnest desire is to do the work of his Father as the true sacrificial Lamb of God. How many thousands of lambs were sacrificed that day in Jerusalem? How much blood shed, flesh consumed in remembrance of the Passover? If it continued to this day, none could ever still be enough to blot out sin justify us sinners and let us stand right in righteousness before God. Only the blood of Jesus Christ can do this. Jesus earnestly desired this Passover where he would be slain, his body broken, his blood shed. And Jesus' words for you, spoken to his apostles, still ring true for us. We all too often look away from Jesus the old Adam in us desires not the things of God, but the things of this world, and he tries to drag our hearts, minds, eyes, and ears away from the things of Christ and what he offers, his word and his sacrament. Why? Because it is Christ in us through the power of the Holy Spirit as we hear his word and eat his body and drink of his blood that we are strengthened and our hearts and minds are kept in him and we are saved. The glorified and risen Christ is with us in his supper. He earnestly desires our being at his table to receive him as he intercedes for us before his Father, our Father 
in heaven. He thinks on us and prays for us, just as he did for Peter, that our faith would be strengthened and we may strengthen one another, that we have faith in his suffering and death and hope in a resurrection like his. And when the hour came, he reclined at table with the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with, with you before I suffer. Amen. And now the, may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.